It is a Sunday morning. A very good morning to you. Welcome to the show. It's the weekend early breakfast show with me, Zane Johnson. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, it is on 0214460567 and also on the WhatsApp line 0725671567. Always when we talk politics, we get a lot of response and we'd love for you to be part of this conversation because despite the fact of what we would like to think, politics actually affects our life every single day as we move on. Now, since Cyril Ramaphosa inauguration things have been turning a bit sour maybe it's sour maybe it's not uh, public perceptions are, are, are that the ANC is divided now more than ever Ace Makashula has been taking matters into his own hands and I'd love to see how that unfolds uh, with the, the sort of ATM story around him meanwhile there's an ongoing internal investigation into his officer's actions um, and then the cherry on the top uh, of the uh, smelly cake uh, is that the ANC is losing key members from Parliament as it stands. Uh, I think we've already got six or seven people who have uh, tendered their resignations, apparently more to follow. I see yesterday, late yesterday somewhere, Muldred Olifant was the latest person to uh, to step down. We've had uh, Derek Hanukum, Batabilet Lamini. Um, and, you know, for, I, I kind of like have this um, sad sorry, happy kind of feeling about Batabili Lamini because she's now explaining what she needs to do, how she needs to take care of her family uh, and, and things like that. And uh, I thought, you know, before I give you what is probably known as my emotional opinion, let's get a rational opinion about what's happening in politics and, and how this is going to be playing out once we start SONA uh, 2019 on the 20th of uh, June uh, this uh, this month. Um, and, and what can we expect happening in Parliament? So I brought in Kahiso Pui, and Kahiso Pui is a public policy specialist and uh, a lecturer at the Northwest University. Kahiso, very good morning to you and welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me. Um, why are politicians leaving? Uh, is it about the pensions? Is it about the fact that they didn't make the cut of grade and now have to definitely get out of Parliament? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, I think we've had to put it down. That's come down to simple finances. Uh, when you become a minister, you, you know, your pension fund is, is set as a minister and all your benefits are set as a minister. So for you not to retain the position of minister and have to go back to being an MP, you forfeit those uh, very, very luxurious uh, financial resources. So look, I'd like to say maybe it's an issue that they want to give other people a chance. Maybe some do. But I think the, if you look at the trend, is that it's the people that are really resigning are people who are former ministers more than anything else. We haven't really seen just MPs just resign. It's people who are former ministers. And if that's the case, I think the trend has to go. We have to look to the simple issue of, listen, they, they don't want to forfeit the, the benefits they've built up as uh, former ministers. Kahiso, mm. uh, some, some of the, the ministers that have resigned, and I think when you're looking at the pension structure in Parliament, 7% is contributed by the minister, um, him or herself, and then 17%, which is quite a high percentage, mm. normally you'll get 7% from your company or 9% from your company and 7% from yourself, but here you've got 17% being contributed uh, by the Parliament, and, and it's a huge sum of money. For how long do we do we carry this and uh, do we carry this until they die or, or do they just get the pension fund that they have actually put in for the 12 or 17 years that they've been there? Uh, I stand to be corrected, but I believe it's for it's for the duration. But uh, I remember reading some other, I think it was, it was an act, which said there's certain benefits which they will keep, I think, mostly towards the end. But in terms of the pension, I think it's, it's the time 
they accumulated it. So we're not going to carry it forever, but there are certain benefits which I think ministers still keep afterwards, and that's what I think maybe we just need clarity on. But I think the bigger question is to, and look, this is a personal view, I think we really do have to look at the pay structure of people going to parliament. In the same way we're complaining about executive pay, I, I, I think at a moral level I've got a problem with a minister, ministers and MPs that are earning well over the million. Because we should actually ask the question, what is the appropriate level for ministers to get paid? And if, if society, like now we're basically going into recession, is, is at a level where, look, we're struggling. I don't see why we have to have an elite of politicians. And so I think that, for me, is the bigger question. We have to really come back to the question of how is this pay determined? And is it really that are we going in the right direction as a developing country that we have politicians that are so well paid? Yeah, I think the Northwest uh, Premier has made a fantastic example by selling his home and taking the 11 million rand and buying, uh, I think, something like 63 ambulances that, that his province needed and he's not buying any blue light brigades for, for his particular province. He's investing that money back into the people. And I think that's what you're trying to say is that, you know what, we need to look at it. We're heading into a, a recession and we have ministers earning, what, 1.7 million rand, some of them in parliament, uh, parliamentarians, earning 900,000 rand while we have people you know in the township basically struggling to put uh, food on the table yes because again it goes back to the question what do we what mission or the concept of being a, a public servant or what does it mean to be a, an oversight watcher which is what a politician is if the thing if your job and as, as i understand is that you get voted so that you can actually make the republic grow then it's an issue we should say, listen, how, how is your benefit helping the Republic grow? But if people say, because people always come back and say, listen, I, I want to make a living from this, and I think we should follow the Singapore model, which is to say, depending on how the country performs, if the country performs well, the benefits which you have are in line with how the country's been performing. If the country's not been performing, then you're not entitled to those benefits. Then it's a proper job. Because if people are going to argue that they're professional politicians, you and I, who are professionals, have to account to our bosses and we have to forfeit bonuses if we don't perform. So I think we just need a clear line to say, do you view yourselves as professional politicians or as classical civil servants? If you're saying you're professional politicians and you want to get remunerated in that way, then we have to attach the performance of the country and the parliament to what your job is doing. And if it's not doing well, then you also have to, we have to cut your benefits. Mm. We, we, need, we really need to, to, to relook this particular structure and I think Parliament needs to take a, a look at it. And hopefully, uh, you know, President Silver Ramaphosa has now cut back uh, on, on the, the amount of, of ministers out there or m- amount of departments out there from, I think, 36 to 28. Um, will there be more resignations uh, forthcoming of ministers who didn't make the grade? Oh, I think so. Look, you don't want to, on the other hand, you don't want to uh, let go of what was a very lucrative uh, pension fund and uh, <laughs> the scheme that set up. So I think it's, it's only a matter of time. Then we'll probably see who are the true ones who want to stay behind. And look, let's not feel sorry for them. It's not like you're going into abject poverty after forfeiting a ministerial a ministerial uh, salary. You still, you, what is it? Yeah, there's an old thing which says, start, uh, shoot for the moon. And if you don't, you might still end up among the stars. So I think they'll still be around the stars. They'll be fine. Mm. Uh, and, and it's strange when you go from being Minister Batabile Dlamini with um, the cavalcade, the blue lights, the security around you, uh, you know, with all the homes that you've got, the flights that you've got and everything. And the next morning you wake up and you just Batabile Dlamini, that's it. Um, will this presidency or at least the first year um, uh, be marked by ANC, inf- uh, ANC infighting? Yes, I think it will, will, I'd rather term it will be an issue of a catharsis moment. Are we going to see a catharsis or are we going to see a regression? I think that's the, that's the mm. way to put it. Where Look, I think people were very 
were very naive to believe that, listen, that uh, things were just going to be hunky-dory after the election. And it's a situation where, look, people are in serious jeopardy. If if things, are, and I'm talking here specifically about the State of Commission and the Zonda Commission, if things are to be believed and if things are proven to be true and they're taken through the legal recourse, then there are, lo- there are a lot of people who are going to face a lot of legal back, back action. And it's foolish for us to believe that they're just going to sit there and just say, oh, well, you know what, I... My hand has been caught. Uh, my hand has been caught in the cookie jar. Let me just accept what's going to come. It's not human nature, and it's definitely not political nature that people are going to do that. So I think people were a bit naive to be that things are going to be hunky dory. It's going to just be a year of either the ANC purges itself with, uh, I think it's it's uh, ten decades, it's, it's ten years of basically of having a lost decade and people uh, acting with impunity, or. Or they just basically say, listen, we really do need to clean up. But the, ele- the electorate told us that, listen, we don't believe that you're so special anymore that we are just going to give you our votes without thinking. So I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a really going to be an important year of either purging or a catharsis moment for the ANC. Mm. And, and the, the important thing here is um, what people are looking at uh, with, with uh, the first setting, uh, sitting of Parliament coming up uh, on the 20th of June this year, the opening of Parliament, obviously, and the Sona and the President's address and all those kind of things. What people are going to be looking at is is how are we going to keep the current Parliament and the Parliament here? Because I, I love it when people talk about government, you understand? They say they talk mm. and they say government, but when they actually mean the ANC, uh, they, say they, they don't specify because when you talk about government, you're talking about everybody representative in, in government and in the parliamentary structure. But I think a number of people are going to turn around and say, "Okay, let's see if we can keep you to your election promises." So, is it just going to be business as usual, or are we are we actually going to have a situation of let's clean up this um, this year, let's clean up everything, and then next year we can start really moving forward? It, it cannot be business as usual. Uh, the, the pressing things, I think, as you've highlighted thus far, is the ANC itself. Uh, the party seems to be in a bit of a turmoil, and I and I just base this turmoil based on the actions of the, I think, of Secretary General. You know, historically, the, a Secretary General is almost like the CEO of the organization in terms of it, that's where everything gets done. The current uh, SG's actions, I think, are a bit questionable in how he's going about doing things. And secondly, it, it's the issue of saying, look, the job is not yet done in terms of what uh, President Saramaphosa's new dawn promised, specifically on the economy. Now, the economy came with a bit of a a provisor, which is mm. to say, look, private sector, please do get involved. International community, get, please get involved. But like you said, the provisor was, okay, look, we hear what you're saying, but we want to see, A, how does your party behave in terms of policy, direction, and coordination? And two, what is the state going to look like? And is the state actually going to sing to one hymn sheet? And I think th- that's going to be, the, it's a dual action, which is going to be a bit hard to do within a year. And I, and I think, sadly, it's, and I think you're seeing it more, it's with the population itself. People are, are rather quite fed up with what's been happening. I think South Africans say, listen, we deserve a bit, a bit better. And mm. the old excuse to say, look, we're going to give you a year to really sort out your thing. No, people are saying, listen, we don't have a year. No one knows what's going to happen in 2020. No one knows what's going to happen in 2021. What we do know is that we've put you in power. We've given you a bit of a mandate. A bit of a, we basically let you off for for the tardiness you've shown over a decade, yes. and we expect that you're going to also show us good faith by getting rid of the people we perceive to be bad. And we're going to also say, listen, we want to see direction in government. So I think it, the old get the old rules don't apply of, of saying, look, we're just going to give you time. Uh, people are tired, and people want results. Mm. Chatting this morning in a very interesting chat to Kahiso Pui, is the public uh, 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 policy specialist and lecturer at Northwest University. 
can we see some more shenanigans from um, the, ANC, uh, the, the ANC, the EFF, and uh, you know the fighting in Parliament and the heckling and all those kind of things? And or are we going to see a parliamentary process? Because you could see actually before the whole election stories where where the president would include Julius Malema or sort of um, snipe him a little bit to include him and sort of calm him down. So are, are we going to get the president calling him in and say, listen, you know, this is parliament. Let's get down to business and stop this fighting. I mean, physical I we, fighting. I think we're going to see what uh, I call it second tier politics, which is to say they're not going to go after President Ramaphosa. He has this decorum about him. And I think most South Africans buy into his decorum. So we're not going to see them maybe walk out if he's doing a state of the nation like they did with the previous president. And they do have a bit of respect for him. So he might call them in. But for those ministers who they do have got a very, how do I put it, a, a sour grapes towards or they've got the, the, their eyes on them, I mm. believe they're just going to basically turn, they're going to turn the, the tactics they use from President Jacob Zuma to people like Minister Pavan Gordan and other ministers which they, they basically just have, don't hold any book to. So I think it's, called, it's going to be more second-tier politics. We're not going to see an attack on the president and the person of the presidency. But we're gonna go. They're gonna go possibly for for the ministers. Because you also have to remember, there's a thing in football that say you need to you need to stick with what brought you to the dance. Now, if you were a dribbler, if you were a speedy forward, you always stick to that. So the EFF, this is what this is how they grew from just being a sort of being a, a basically a third party in parliament to in people's minds the real opposition. So they're not going to stop these antics because they know. Listen, this gets us the juice we need in the media. So why would we stop that? But it's just going to just be targeted towards ministers. They basically have a, a, a bit of uh, an ill disposition towards. Mm. Former President Jacob Zuma, obviously not there because he was their enemy number one uh, and, and he was their target number one. So they don't have that common enemy anymore. So they, they'll have to go for, for, for the ministers out there. Kakisapui, thank you so much. It's been an interesting chat and a very enlightening chat. And uh, I wanted to chat to you uh, a little bit later about the Ace Mahashula thing. And we'll do that, uh, you know, as things unfold in, 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 the, in the parliament and uh, when they start with their session on the 20th of June. And Kakisapui is the uh, public policy specialist uh, and a lecturer at the University of the, uh, the no- uh, Northwest University. Uh, and it's been a fantastic chat this morning. Have a lovely morning. Uh, same to you.